You're listening to the Harborside Church Podcast. To connect with us online, go to www.harborside.org. We hope you enjoy this message. We are having a bit of a different service today. It's going to be good and it's going to be different. Now, as I say that, I think that's the Aldi slogan. Is that, is that true? <laughs> good, different. So you're in for an Aldi type of morning. Maybe. Is that weird? We are at the end of our Life Together series. It's been good. I hope you've enjoyed it. We've had eight weeks. We've had six weeks particularly focusing on key foundational values. We've looked at prayer, looked at service, God's word, generosity, and last week we looked at mission. We looked at God's heart for the lost, and we baptized three of our number last week. Wasn't that a powerful service? Opening up the pool behind me here, felt kind of strange, kind of stepping out. Hi, everyone. I was this, this high. But wasn't that powerful? Wasn't that a really wonderful testament to who God is and what he's done for us? Well, we end things in our Life Together series on something quite close to my heart. This morning, as Matt has said, we are trying to answer this question, why do we sing? Why do we sing in church? In case you haven't noticed, we spend a chunk of our Sundays singing. And I wonder if you ever thought, why do we do that? We join with millions of Christians around the world when we do this, and we take part in something the Church of Jesus Christ has been doing since it began when we sing. I reckon you've probably got a similar experience to me. You've had different experiences with worship. Myself, I've led worship and I've experienced corporate sung worship together in lots of different churches, from mega churches in the US with just slick professional bands with lighting and amazing production and smoke and just really incredible stuff. All the way to the other end of the spectrum in rural India, hanging out in a sweaty, hot, tin roof, tiny little house church with no instruments, people maybe bashing away on a tambourine. Why are Christians so keen on singing? Is it kind of a nice to have or is it essential to our gatherings? Is it like morning tea? Or the coffee cart, icing on the cake. Now, you may not think the coffee cart is actually icing on the cake. You might think that is key foundational value. That's essential. I should have preached on that coffee. Is it a nice to have or is it an essential? Icing on the cake or is it something that really we cannot do without? Well, I'm going to give you a few reasons why we should sing when we are gathered together as God's people. And instead of preaching on this for 30 minutes... I'm going to preach on this for eight minutes. Don't look so happy, okay? (laughs) Man, eight to ten minutes. And the time has already started. Eight to ten minutes. Because we want to be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. We're going to talk about why we sing, and then we're going to do it. We're going to spend a good chunk of time singing, praying, reading God's word, and we're going to spend a good chunk of time doing that. Does that sound good? If you don't like singing, this is not the morning for you. But we locked the door, so too bad. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be fun. I hope your vocal cords are warmed up. They certainly will be in time. Okay, why do we sing? I'm going to run through it. Time is on. I've got seven minutes now. Okay, here we go. Why do we sing? The first point is because we sing to encourage each other. We sing to encourage each other. Ephesians 5, 18 to 20 says this. Don't get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery, that is terrible behaviour. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, 
speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Paul's encouraging the church in Ephesians to turn away from worldly things, worldly desires, worldly things that are never going to really satisfy. They're never going to deliver on what they say they will. Instead, he's saying, be filled with the Spirit. And here's the funny thing. He's talking to Christians. He's talking to people who already have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He's saying, you can do things to be filled with the Spirit more, to be more filled with the Spirit. And one way to do that is to speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, that is, spiritual songs. And that sounds nice, but what does that mean? How do we do that? Does that mean we should all be living in a sort of never-ending musical, right? Sort of, is that, so we sing to each other, hello, Rob, good morning. I mean, I thought that was going to be funnier than it was. <clears throat> is this thing on? It is on. Okay. Maybe, um, maybe we can do this, right, maybe it's like that. It probably isn't. But we get to do that at church when we gather together on Sundays and when we gather together at different times. We get to sing to each other and encourage each other through song. So don't be surprised if during our times of corporate sung worship, you feel your soul nourished. You're supposed to. Now, you may have noticed I sit down here at the front uh, during our worship times, and often I turn my head around um, during our, our singing, and I'm not looking for someone who's arriving late. I'm not doing that. What I'm doing is I like seeing and hearing you all sing. I love it. I love doing it at big conferences or big gatherings, and I especially love doing it here because it enriches my soul, seeing you and hearing you worship God. It encourages me that I'm not alone on this journey of faith. So why do we sing? We do it to encourage each other. Why else do we sing? Second point, we sing in church to worship God. Check out verse 19 on the screen there. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Now, this might seem super obvious, and it is. It's supposed to be. When we sing, we are worshipping God. Our English word worship comes from the old English word worth-ship. We worship something because of its worth. Now, we are drawn to things because of their value, aren't we? We're drawn to things because they are worthy of our attention. It's no different with God. We are drawn to him because he is completely worthy of our Affection, devotion, attention, our focus. The whole of the Christian life is a response to who God is and what he's done for us. 1 John 4 says, we love God because we came up with it, because we're awesome. No, we love God because he first loved us. The whole of the Christian life is a thankful and grateful response to who God is and what he's done. So in Christian worship, we recognize what God is worth and we give him what he's worth. And we can do that with every part of our lives. Of course, worship is far greater than just singing to him. It's a whole-of-life thing. We can do it with everything, and we can do it with our voices. Now, you and I are actually commanded to sing multiple times, sing to God multiple times in the Bible. It's a bodily way we can give God the praise he deserves. It's a bit like the Lord's Supper, communion. That's a tangible way we get to remember the death and resurrection of Christ, And it's a similar way in singing. It's a bodily way we can give glory to the one who's worthy of glory. To applaud God because he's worth applauding. 
Okay, why do we sing? We do it to encourage each other. We do it to worship God, to give him the honour and glory that he deserves. And why else? Because it builds our faith. It builds our faith. In Christian corporate worship, we reorient our hearts toward our first love, Jesus Christ. So we declare God's praises, give him the glory he deserves, and we retell the gospel again and again to each other in song. Now, why do we need to do that? Because we forget. Because we kind of leak it during the night. Because our hearts are prone to wander. We need to encourage each other with the truth of the gospel. We remind ourselves of what is true and right and good. I love this quote from Paul Tripp. Corporate worship is designed to decimate your allegiance to the kingdom of self because that's our default setting and enthrall you with the grace and glory of the kingdom of God. Isn't that great? I love that. Isn't that powerful? Colossians 3.16 says this, Let the word, the message of Christ, the word of Christ, dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Very similar to that Ephesians passage, isn't it? Now, there's a reason those ads, those jingles on telly get stuck in your head. It can kind of be annoying, can't it? Right? Music can be really catchy, and sometimes it can be quite irritating. But what a great way for God's word and music to come together so the message of Christ, which is the gospel, isn't it, can dwell in our hearts, can be swimming around our head as we leave this place, as we're picking up the kids from school, as we're rocking out in our car, as we're doing the dishes, whatever we're doing. What a gift that God has given us in music, that we can marry that with his word, with the message of what he's done, and it can swim around our heads.